You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 146. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki. And this podcast episode today is specifically a request of one of you. So I get a lot of requests for podcast topics, and obviously I can't do them all. But when this one came across me, I put a bookmark in it and I was like, yes, this is a really great topic. And I think a lot of you are going to relate to it. So this was a message that I received from Bernadette. She said, hi, Amber, I joined Macros 101 last September and it was a game slash mind slash life changer. I love how I've progressed since then in so many ways, not only in fitness and nutrition, but in other areas of life as well. I binge listened to your podcast and most of the episodes I've listened to more than once. You're doing such an awesome, important and valuable work. So first of all, thanks. Thanks, Bernadette. And then she goes on and says, so here's a topic I struggle with and I'd like to hear your take on it, maybe on your podcast. How to deal with positive changes, i.e. success. I know, first celebrate the heck out of it. Your voice sits in my head, which I love. But I mean, if people around me are at first surprised, but then also jealous or just feel left behind since we'd all had the same goal, but then one of us, parentheses me, actually succeeds and sees sustainable results, and they try to sabotage like the crabs in the basket basket analogy. Are there any survival strategies? How do you see this? Greetings all the way from Austria, Bernadette. So first of all, thanks Bernadette for this podcast topic. Like I said, I think it's going to be one that many of you guys are going to relate to this idea of having a goal, working to achieve something. um, And you know, whether it's along the way or after you've achieved it, having some friends and or family members and or people that you love that are around you that are maybe unsupportive. And that could look like unsupportive as you're trying to reach your goal. That could look like trying to sabotage you in the process or um, you know, jealousy or different feelings that can come up if you actually reach your goal and they don't. And how do, how do we deal with that? You know, how do we manage that? Um, and I think this is going to be an excellent topic to talk about. So I think as we dive into this topic, the first thing is uh, understanding the why. I'm really big um, on understanding why something is happening. Uh, I teach a lot about, you know, the science behind macros. And I think that helps people to understand when they understand the why or they understand the science behind it, then they're able to apply it better. And I think the same thing applies in this situation when we understand where this is coming from or why our, you know, our family members or our loved ones who should be supporting us and should be cheering us on maybe aren't. And that can help us have a little bit of empathy and understanding uh, about how we can then move forward as we continue to go on and reach for our goals. So in case you aren't familiar with the analogy that Bernadette uh, spoke about, 
there is this phenomenon with crabs that if you put a bunch of crabs into a bucket, right? You're on the beach, you put a bunch of crabs into a bucket, the crabs will start to try and climb out. They will try to exit the bucket. But what will happen as one crab is starting to climb up and trying to get out of the bucket is as the crabs see that happening, the crabs will actually reach up and pull the crab down, pull the crab down back into the bucket. So none of the crabs will ever be able to actually exit the bucket because anytime they start to, to get close to exiting it, another crab is going to reach and pull them down. And it, you know, it's almost as if the crabs are working against each other and you can see that this analogy applies to humans as well. You've probably seen it at some point in your life where when somebody starts to be successful, when someone starts to succeed or, or move towards their goals, sometimes the people around them, that causes issues and they actually, you know, intentionally or unintentionally try to pull them down or try to make it so that they're not achieving, achieving those goals. And um, we see it a lot of times when people are trying to do some sort of self-improvement um, and when other people see that improvement and they don't have it or they can't have it or they haven't had it, then that is typically when when we see that almost like sabotaging behavior to bring that crab or that human or that person back into you know the general realm of where everybody is. It's this idea of, you know, if I can't have it, then you can't have it either. And the truth is, and we know this, is that misery loves company, right? People can handle their own problems better if other people around them are struggling with the same things. If other people around them are miserable in the same scenario as they are, it allows people to cope better because as humans, our natural inclination is to compare. And if we're able to compare and see that other people are sitting in the same, you know, terrible or, you know, not ideal situation that we are, we're able to cope with it better. Whereas when we see people being able to get out of that situation or not have to deal with that situation anymore, that it's harder for us to be able to deal with the situation or the problems that we see ourselves in. And so where these unsupportive friends and family typically come from is it, it comes typically from a deep seated root of like some part of them feeling threatened by you being successful. What has happened is they've created some sort of meaning around if you are successful. Um, and you know, there's a variety of reasons that could be, uh, of what, where this is coming from, but perhaps they've created the meaning that if you are successful, then that takes away their excuse of why they aren't successful. If, if nobody is successful, we can have the excuse, well, that it can't be done or it's impossible. But once somebody in our friend group accomplishes it, now that takes away that excuse. Now, now it's not impossible anymore. Or it's, you know, it, someone was able to achieve it. And so that creates some, that creates some sort of meaning for that person. Like my friend was able to lose the weight and I haven't been able to do it, which means I'm not good enough or, you know, I'll never, I'll never be successful or she's better than me or whatever. There's been some sort of meaning created around the experience. And I teach this to my students, but there is a big difference between facts or what happened and then the meaning that we create around what happens. And it is the meaning that we create that is the most important thing. And so, um, 
I tell my students a lot that when we, when you see someone who's being successful on Instagram, in your family, in your friend group, there is really two ways to experience the success of somebody else. And how you choose to experience someone else's success is very indicative of how successful you will be. And I've seen this over and over and over in my clients that there's, we're going to talk about two ways that you can experience someone else's success. And one way that you can experience someone else's success is indicative of you being successful. And one way is indicative of you not being successful. So what are those two ways? You can experience someone else's success as evidence that it's possible for you, as evidence that you can do it. You can see other people being successful and let that be an example to you. You can say to yourself, wow, that's, that's super impressive that that person was able to do that. I'm really excited to be able to get there myself. And how can I learn from their success? So you can come from the perspective of other people's achievements, other people's success is amazing because it shows you that it's possible. Richard Bandler, uh, many of you may, may know the story of the four, the first four minute mile. So for many, 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 many years, it was thought that it was physically impossible for humans to run a sub four minute mile. It just couldn't be done. Like physically could not be done. That was, that was the thought process of people in the running community that it just physically was not, our bodies couldn't handle that. Richard Bandler then ran the first sub four minute mile. And when he broke that barrier, when he showed that it was possible, something like 20 more people in the next year also broke the four minute mile barrier. So, you know, why didn't they break the barrier before? Well, part of it was that it was thought that it was impossible. And once somebody showed that it was, it was physically possible for humans to do that, many, many other people followed suit. And so it can, you, can, you can use that in your life of when someone else is successful, that just shows you that it's possible. That's, so that's one way that you can view other success. The second way that you can view other success is that you compare yourself against it and it makes whatever you're doing not good enough, right? She's so much more successful than me. She's lost so much more weight than me. She's has a bigger business than me. She's a better mother than me. And when we make that comparison of somebody else's success, meaning that we are a failure, you can already see how you're going to show up in a very different way when somebody else's success means that you aren't good enough. And the difference that I see in clients is those people who show up in the first, in the first way where they cheer on other people's successes and they look at it as evidence of what's possible for them are a million times more successful in reaching their goals than those who show up and see other people's success and make it mean that they're not good enough or make it mean that they aren't going to be able to be successful or make it mean that there's something wrong with them. And so I think this is a really good self-check that you can do, you know, a self-reflection that you can do on yourself right now. Think back in the most in recent past, how do you how do you experience other people's success? How does it impact you? In the past, have you been someone who defaults to the oh my gosh, she's she, look at how much she's how much you know she's lost, or look at how much um 
how big her business is or look at look at how cute her kids are and how well dressed her kids are and made it mean that whatever you were doing wasn't good enough has that been your default in the past or have you been one who is who's already at that default of like yeah i love celebrating other success it makes me excited to see other people successful because of what i it means i can accomplish and if your default in the past has been the comparison the i'm not good enough the putting yourself down well now you now you know what may be holding you back and the longer that you stay in that in that sphere of other people's successes meaning that you can't be successful as if there's a pie as if there's a pie and if somebody has success, they take a piece out of the pie and now you can't have it. That's not how success works, my friends. There's not some like general pie that we all pull pieces from and then there's none left for you. Success isn't a pie like that. And so other people's success actually makes the pie bigger. The more people who are successful, it makes the pie bigger. It allows more success for everybody who's around that person. And you've probably heard it said before, Jim Jim Rohn said, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So when people that you spend time with are successful, that actually makes the pie bigger and allows for more success for everybody in that sphere. So we can see, I mean, we can start to apply this to yourself, right? You can start to apply this to yourself. How do I view other people's success? And you can't force anybody else to do that same work, right? Or to have that same perspective shift. Um, I can't go out and force my family members or my friends to have that perspective shift. And so for many people in your life who haven't thought about this, who haven't experienced, um, you know, having someone teach them about success and what's possible for them, for those people in your life, they may default to the comparison to the I'm not good enough, to the trying to pull you down, just like the crabs try to pull each other down when they start to see you as successful. And again, step one, I think, is understanding where that comes from. I think it gives us a little bit of a compassion and a little bit of understanding of being able to understand why somebody may be trying to sabotage you, why your friends or family who should be cheering for you who you want supporting you may not be supporting you in in the way that you would like. It's really, it's a self-preservation for some people because of that meaning that they've created around somebody else being successful. And, you know, I, I've experienced it in, in my journey. Um, I've lost friends as I have built my business and, uh, it's not fun. I, it's, it's not easy. Um, but it's been a process of as you know I've grown and as I've been successful, there have been people who support me through that, and there have been people who don't support me through it. And you know, at at some point, it's it's this it's this like fight against do I want to surround myself with people who aren't supporting me in achieving the goals that I want that I've set or in continued growth in myself. Um, I had a specific friend who was, I was really good friends with, uh, as I started my business. And I remember I, this was like at the very beginning of my business. And I made a, a comment on my Facebook page about how proud I was of one of my clients. And one of my, my really good friends commented something, um, kind of derogatory, on, on that. And I remember when I read it, I just felt so sick. Like it was just, it was a very, I don't even remember exactly what it was, but it was just a very unsupportive 
not something that you want to hear from your friend as you're embarking on this new adventure and starting this business and like putting yourself out there and and trying to build this new thing. It was a very just unsupportive comment. And she later deleted the comment and, um, apologized for it. And, and I accepted that apology. Uh, but the friendship has really never been the same. And, and we kind of diverged in, in our lives and in our friendship. And a lot of it was because I, it was, I think it was hard for her to handle the success that I was seeing and the, the, um, you know, growth of my business that I was having. And, um, you know, like that's kind of sad. I, I don't, I don't say that it's like the easiest thing, but at the end of the day, I want people around me who are going to support me and who are going to lift me up. And I want to do the same for them. And that may change over time and that may change over years. And, and like choosing who you surround yourself with is, is really important. I want choose to be around people who um, get excited about my success, who cheer on my success, who um, support me and, and want me to be successful. And, you know, if there are people in your life who aren't those people for you, well, then, you know, you get to make a decision about who you want to keep in your life and what you want to allow in. And not to say that those are easy decisions, but those are decisions that um, you you get to make. So we've talked a little bit about why it happens. Um, I've shared a little bit of, you know, of how I've experienced clients and the ones who are successful are the ones who have a different perspective on other people's success and having you start to do a little bit of self-reflection and think about if, is that how you choose to think about success? Um, and then I have, you know, five specific ways. Cause you know, I really like to give you tangible <laughs> takeaways of action of what we, what you can do if you're finding yourself in the same situation that, that Bernadette is finding herself in, uh, where maybe you have been successful or on your way to success and you're finding that the people who are around you and who should be loving you and supporting you maybe aren't doing it in the way that is helpful for you. So I have five tips for you. So the first one is one that Bernadette actually already said, and that is to celebrate your own success. So the solution to this problem, and I need you to hear this right now, The solution to this problem is not to dim your light. It is not to stop trying to climb out of the bucket. It's not to stop trying to be successful or to reach for goals. That's not the solution. Okay. The solution is not to dim your light so that other people feel comfortable. And I think sometimes we do that to try and maintain relationships or trying to maintain you know, things, maybe friends that we've had from a really long time. But I think in the end, giving up your goals, your achievements, your aspirations, um, in order to maintain a relationship with somebody for me, that that's not worth it. Now, maybe it is for you. You get to make decisions for yourself. But, um, I think that dimming our light to be able to make other people more comfortable is a surefire way to, um, lose yourself and to develop animosity over time. Like those, that's, that's, if you're not allowed to live and be your authentic self and reach for the goals that you want to reach, who are you any really, right? You're not, you're not actually being your authentic self. So I think that celebrating your own success is incredibly important. And that's a skill that I think a lot of women, um, would, benefit from learning how to do. (laughs) It's one of the things we really push a lot in Macros 101, which is why uh, Bernadette uh, mentioned it, because I really do teach you how to celebrate yourself and to to, like pat yourself on the back. I think um, we call it tooting your own horn. (laughs) 
we teach, I teach the women in Macros 101 how to toot your own horn. I think that's a really important skill to be able to learn. We don't need other people to like say good job or a pat on the back. I mean, that's nice. But at the end of the day, what you ma- think about yourself matters way more than what anybody else think of, thinks about you. And when what you think about yourself is of utmost important utmost importance then what other people think about you just kind of slides off and it just it just doesn't matter as much so celebrate your own successes being really comfortable in your own wins um being proud of the things that you have achieved i think that's that's tip number 1 tip number 2 is to find a community who celebrates your successes if you don't feel like you have that in your family in your relationships in your friends Find it somewhere else. Like if you are looking for that supportive community and you don't currently have it, go out and find it because they're out there. It's one of the things that people love most about Macros 101 is that we have created a community of women who are so invested in their goals that they not only like set goals and work towards them, but they actually invest in reaching those goals, right? So those are the people who you get to surround yourself with are women who are so invested that they actually purchase a program and get started on a journey together to be able to reach their goals. And the, the number of like relationships and groups and support that has grown out of that has been so exciting. In fact, just a little while ago, uh, one of our, our, original (laughs) macros 101 groups, we do accountability groups inside of macros 101 and you're paired up with women and uh, you get to form just a little accountability group. And uh, there were four women that were paired in an accountability group from like two years ago, like when we started Macros 101. And they posted on Instagram a picture of the four of them. They did like a meetup uh, in a city. They were all there for like 24 hours. They got to eat lunch together. They got to chat together. They took pictures and they posted it on, on Instagram of just how excited they were to be able to meet each other in real life, that they had been supporting each other for the last couple of years in their goals, and that it all started inside of Macros 101. And that is, that's what I think every woman needs is some sort of community. And maybe you don't have that you know, in real life, in your, you know, in real life friends, but you can absolutely build that on Instagram, in programs. There is just, there's lots of communities of women out there the internet is great at bringing us together of women who will cheer you on. We'll think it's so cool when you hit a PR. We'll think it's amazing and like celebrate the heck out of it when you hit your weight loss goals. And finding, if you don't have that group, find it. Make it a priority to find that group because when you have it, it's amazing. And I like I found that group in fitness, right? I have like people who, when I hit fitness PRs and stuff, they'll care. I know that they'll be like super jazzed for me when I when I do that. And I found it also in business. Uh, not everybody wants to hear about my business. Not everybody wants to hear about the struggles or the successes or the where we're at, you know, in in our revenue. No, not a lot of people want to hear that. But I found those people who do. So when I have a success in my business, I can tell those friends and they're they'll cheer like with me. They'll be so excited that I hit my goals. And I think it's really important in, you know, all of our areas of life to have people, any area you are trying to achieve in, have people who will cheer when you have that achievement. Okay, number three, and I think this is really important for anyone who is at the beginning of a goal is to have a conversation with those that you love about what your goal is, 
why, the why behind the goal, and any specific requests that you have for support. So what this looks like is sitting down and actually having a conversation. And I, and I've coached people through macros 101 on this before about when you get started, have a conversation with your partner or your spouse or your roommate about what, what is, what are you embarking on? What is the goal that you're trying to achieve? And even more importantly, why it means something to you. And I think the why behind it is one of the most important things that we can give to the people that we love. Because if we just say, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds that may or may not come off great to your spouse who's thinking, oh my gosh, what am I having to cut out? What am I going to miss out on now that she's trying to lose 20 pounds? Uh, And instead of coming from that perspective, it comes from a perspective of understanding the why behind it. So I don't lose 20 pounds. And here's why this is so important to me. It's really important to me because I don't know, I don't feel comfortable in my body. And I, and I want to be at a place where I can feel really confident when I walk into a room or I'm trying to get my cholesterol under control or whatever it is for you. But what is more important than conveying the goal to your loved one is conveying, conveying the why behind the goal. And that can help them to get on on board because your partner may or may not care if you lose 20 pounds. But when you say the why behind it of why it means something to you, they're much more likely to get on board with that. And then the third part of that is making requests of your partner uh, or your friends or whoever is close to you. Uh, And I love this idea of making requests of people. So this is not you telling somebody how to behave. It's not you telling someone how they need to, um, you know, what they need to do during this, this period of your journey. It's making a request. So for example, I remember I was coaching a woman once who her husband would always bring home McDonald's. That was like their thing. I don't know if it was like a weekly thing. I don't remember if it was a weekly or daily, but I just remember saying like, this was a thing that he would do is he would bring them both home McDonald's. And it was really hard for her. She was really struggling with that and um, not knowing how to speak to him about it. And so we had a conversation about making a request of her husband. And so the nice thing about a request is you're not telling someone to do something. You're making a request to them. They can say yes to that request. They could say no to that request, or they could say yes, but you know, under this contingency. And it allows the person to have autonomy and freedom about how that goes. So you can make the request, Hey, I'm doing this journey. I'm trying to lose 20 pounds. This is really important to me because blah, 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 blah. And one thing that makes it really hard for me is when you bring home, uh, McDonald's. And if I could make a request, uh, I would request that you, you know, eat it before you come home. So that you don't have to, you don't have to change anything. I'm not asking you to change anything. I'm not asking you to change your habits or anything. I'm requesting, could you eat it before you come home? And then we'll eat, you know, we'll sit down and have the dinner that I'm having together so we can still spend time together. So you're making a request. And now again, that person could say, no, I'm not, I'm not willing to fulfill fulfill that request. And that's their, you know, their choice. Then you can continue to have a conversation about that, about if there's a way to make that request work for both of you, or they could say, yes, I'm willing to fulfill that request. Or they could say, yes, um, but here's my stipulations. I still want to do it once a month with you or something like that. But I love this idea of making a request. So sitting down, if you haven't done this yet, that's your homework. When you leave this podcast, sitting down with your spouse, telling them what your goals are, why they're important, and making any specific requests that you have of them, and then allowing them to make requests to you. So, you know, after you do that, say, Do you have any requests that you would like to make of me that would make this? I know that this impacts you. 
right? Especially for like a spouse, this, this probably impacts you or you have any requests that you can make of, that you want to make of me. And maybe the request is like, yeah, I still want to have date night once a week. Okay, cool. How can we make that work? Um, so letting your partner be able to have requests made as well. Okay. So that's number three. Number four is to evaluate how important growth is to you. So like I said, growth, um, achievement, is very high on my value scale. That is something that is incredibly important to me. And if someone's not willing to be supportive of that, that is a very high value for me. And, and it's, you know, it's meant separating myself from some relationships who aren't willing to support that part of me, because that is a, that is a part of me. That's a part of who Amber is, is someone who wants to set goals, who wants to achieve, who wants to push the boundaries, who wants to be successful. And if you can't support that, then you you don't like me like that. This is, this is part of who I am. And so I think getting really clear on how important growth is to you or achievement is to you. And maybe it's not very important. And, you know, maybe maintaining certain relationships is more important to you, but asking yourself the question, how important is growth to me? And, you know, is that, is that a high value for me? What are my values? I take uh, my students through a values exercise and help them figure out what are their top values. Because when you understand what your values are, you can make sure that you make decisions that are aligned with those values. And that, that is what feels really good in the long run is making those decisions intentionally along the lines of your values. And then number five tip is to become a better climber. Let letting maybe the negativity or like the trying to pull you down actually fuel you to like move forward. And I think I did that a little bit when I talked about this friend relationship that I kind of splintered off from. Um, I, when she said something derogatory about my business, it made me realize how much, how important it was to me and how much I did want to, to push this and how much I did want to continue on this path, that it was really important to me. And so I let it fuel me like, no, you can't tell me that I can't do something. (laughs) How many of you guys are like that? Like, tell me I can't do something and then just sit back and watch me because that only gives me more fuel for what I can accomplish because now you don't think I can do it. So sit down, buckle up and watch. So that is an option as well, right? Let it fuel you. Someone telling you that you can't do it or it's impossible or you're never going to be able to build a business and be a good mom. Let that fuel you to make it happen and to make it, make it a success. So those are my tips that I have for you. This was such a good question, Bernadette. And I hope this offered you something um, to be able to mull over as we're, as we're dealing with relationships. Relationships are a lifelong thing. And there's something that, you know, is going to evolve and take, and take shape and change as we evolve as, as people and as human beings. And um, I think this is, this is likely something that many of us are going to deal with at some point or another in our journey. And my hope is that listening to this podcast episode has given you some things to chew on and maybe some ways to deal with this if and when it shows up in your journey. So that was a really great question. If you guys have questions or things that you think would be make good podcast episodes, I can't promise that I will do all of them, but I do love to hear from you. If you have something that you think would be really beneficial that we could do a podcast on, I'd love to hear your ideas. Um, We put them in in like a Google docs and we pick and choose and, and you know, maybe you'll get a, you'll get a podcast episode that'll be created off of your question. That wraps up this episode of biceps after babies radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hold up sister friend. 
Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.